0: John records the words of Jesus when he says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I came that you may have life and have it abundantly would you pray with me Father, we are thankful for your word today, and we pray, Lord, that its truth would speak loud and clear to us, that it would provide us hope and consolation, that it would provide us, Lord, conviction where we need it. But then, all, Lord, it would cause us to grow more and more in the likeness of your Son. Give me the words that are needed for all those who are listening now. As we make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I confess that I was at a loss for what to say this morning. It did not seem to me that the sermon that was Originally planned and scheduled, spoke to the issues that are currently facing each of us during this time of crisis. And so, as I wondered what it was that I should say, I thought of the phrase that is used in other traditions of giving witness. Of simply testifying about what God has done and who He is and how He helps us in our work. And as I pondered that, I thought of this phrase in John that the thief comes. To steal and kill and destroy, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What does it mean? And how can we apply that text in times like these? Well, first off, Jesus says that the thief comes to steal and to really understand how the thief goes about doing that we just don't have to think about blanket stealing we have to go back to the, the word thief there because the word thief uh, it simply doesn't mean to steal it actually has a more nuanced word in the original language for to pilfer in other words to take small things little bits here little bits there beloved We will inevitably, over the next few weeks, be pilfered in our souls. Fear will chip away at us. Uncertainties will chip away at us. Doubts will chip away at us. And if we are not vigilant against it, we will not come through this crisis stronger and better, but weaker we cannot allow that we must always be on guard for making sure that the little things are are continuing to thrive though we cannot have community and fellowship as we normally do we must continually look out and see how we can be community in times like this by simply calling folks by letting them know that we care We must maintain and grow little by little. We cannot allow ourselves to be pilfered. The enemy comes to pilfer. Notice also the thief comes to kill. Now, when we think of killing... We think of simply what the commandment tells us, you shall not kill. But the word in the commandment is not the word that is used here by Jesus. The word that is used here by Jesus has another meaning. Uh, It means in in part, yes, to kill, but to kill uh, because of a sacrifice, to slaughter for a sacrifice. Beloved, we cannot allow ourselves to be sacrificed during this time. There's a time and place for all things," Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes 3. But beloved, let me share with you for just a moment what I do not believe this is a time or a place for. It is not a time and a place for our opinions. It is not a time and a place for our politics. It is a time and a place to declare the glory of God, to be bastions of truth, to spread truth, to not spread rumor or fear, to be positive influences in our society. Beloved, we do not know and we will not know until all this is done if we have gone to such extent for bad reasons. But right now, we must allow ourselves to continue to be purveyors of truth. If we are not purveyors of truth during this time, people will not listen to us later. And so we avoid our opinions. We avoid things that would be divisive. We do not allow ourselves to be sacrificed on hills and mountains that do not require it. But we remember the words of Paul to the church at Rome. When he tells us to present ourselves as sacrifices to God. Romans 12, 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then he continues, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Beloved, let us think. And pray before everything we say and do. In these days. God is this you? God is this you? God is there something in my mind that doesn't need to be there today? God renew it. God the only sacrifice I want to be is a sacrifice of thanksgiving to you. Thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. The word destroy here has a multitude of meanings. It can mean to kill. It can mean to annihilate. I like the meaning, though, to render useless. Some would argue that as I preach today and look out at the vast multitude of 13 people that we have here helping this service happen, that Grove Park has been rendered useless today. On our way in this morning, we passed many churches sitting idle all across America And the world, Christians, are not gathering. And it would seem that we are rendered useless. Beloved, if we do not, during this time, seek to find ways to declare the love of Jesus to everyone that we can. We will be rendered useless. We will be destroyed. Let me speak to Grove Park for a moment. Grove Park, I do not believe that we will be rendered useless. I think that we have been strategically placed and we didn't even know it while we were being strategically placed to do it. In the various pastor forums that I look into and are members of, I have read countless things over the last few days about how do we now do online giving? How do we live stream our services? Grove Park, we've already done that. We don't have to worry about those little things. In other words, while other folks are trying to figure out how they catch up to where we are, we can go forward right now and share the gospel. We can be busy about our Father's work. God has called us, as He did Esther, for such a time as this, not to be rendered useless. But to do the last part, to do the work of Jesus. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have life abundantly. Beloved, we are to go and be life givers. In a time and place where there is rationing, just this morning I heard reports that Walmart had armed guards on the toilet paper. In a time of rationing, we don't know how our transport systems are going to work during this time. It may become like World War II eventually with rationing of all types and forms. We don't know, but I do know this, that I serve and you serve a God who does not ration. You cannot find him rationing anything out. You can't find him limiting anything. The scripture says here that he has come that we may have life and have it abundantly. In Ephesians 3.20, he says that we are to, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. In Romans 5.20, he tells us that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. In 1 John 3, 1, he tells us, Behold what love the Father has lavished upon us, that we should be called the sons and daughters of God. Did you catch all of those verbs? Far above, exceedingly and abundantly, abounding grace, lavish love, abundant life, full life, We serve that God. And in a time where fear abounds, we must run like our hair is on fire into the fields around us declaring that grace abounds all the more. In a time where we are concerned about death, we should say to all who we can tell, That we serve a God who provides life and life abundantly. Beloved, we must be life givers. For I can give witness today to the fact that throughout my entire life, God has never failed. He has never failed. He has always provided all that I need and more than I need. Am I worried? Yes. My friends would tell you that I'm a good German. And so I am filled with angst over this whole thing. But God. But God. Still supplies. He is still in his holy temple. Habakkuk tells us. He's the same God. Who had made preparation for me. Before I was even born. By sending his son to die. On the cross of Calvary. That while I was yet dead. In my trespasses. He sent Jesus. The same God has for us today. Beloved. Everything that we might need. And he expects us. To go and serve him so that we can be what others need. Yes, we are filled with fear, we live in an age of death. But I want to remind you, Grove Park, of the last image that we have of us as a corporate body at worship. And what is that image? Of a baptism. Of a celebration of life. Of the new life that is found in Jesus Christ. There is absolutely nothing, beloved, that I would love more than in the course of this time have these gatherings. And at the end of every one of them, I have to do a baptism. Because as we have gone out into our community and we have shared with those who are hurting, who are suffering, who are fearful that they can have life and have it more abundantly, that they say, I want to know Jesus. Remember that. And remember what we're going to do the next time we're together. We're going to have a baby dedication. And we are going to celebrate life. The enemy, the thief, has come to steal and to kill and to destroy. But beloved, Jesus came that we may have life and we may have it abundantly. Pastor Mark, I am faced with untold fear and I fear that the whole world is crashing in upon me A reminder of what Jesus says just a few chapters later. In this world you shall face trials and tribulations. But behold, I have overcome the world. A reminder that he who is in us is greater than anything that we may face in this world. I know nothing more to tell you today, Grove Park. Than to tell you to go give witness. Give witness of grace abounding, of life abounding, of hope abounding, of love abounding. For what a mighty God we serve. Let us pray. Lord, we are thankful today for grace and love and provision and life that abounds. We pray, Lord, that today you would enable us to know that and to feel that and to share that with all whom we come in contact. Speak into the depths of our souls and ground us to the solid rock that is Jesus. We beg of you, Lord. For it's in His name that we pray. Amen. Where has God spoken to you today, beloved? Maybe today you need prayer. Maybe today you just need to talk this over a little bit more. You can call the church office. You can call me. You can call any member of the pastoral staff. We'll be glad to pray with you. You got some questions. We we recognize that there may be some today who we are reaching and and... and We don't even know who you are. And so, my email address is msanders at groveparkchurch.com. S-A-N-D-E-R-S. Message me. Send us a message on Facebook. We want to meet your needs. Because we serve a God who has called us to do that. And more importantly, we want you to know Him if you don't. We now conclude our worship today with our prayer for all. Turn your eyes upon Jesus.